all that you're doing. We thank you for the anointing. What will be accomplished in hearts and lives by your word and your spirit this evening. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Good evening, church. How are you this evening? Welcome to New Creation Church, Sunday night edition, season 40, episode 50. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> Why don't you get three or four people around you, tell them that you're glad that they're here. Praise the Lord. The Lord is good and his mercy endures forever and ever. We're excited. Uh, this is Youth Takeover Night. Um, uh, but since I didn't preach this morning, I didn't preach tonight, I have just a couple of things to say. <laughs> Glory to God. One is, uh, if you weren't here this morning, make sure to get that download or something. Pastor Tasha taught on five things uh, that will contaminate our PPE. And uh, it was an awesome message. Continue to remind it's that patience, perseverance, and endurance that will cause us to really uh, move through and, and to grow. Uh, it's that growing season. You can't receive those promises of God that he has given to us without uh, uh, understanding and going through the process. And in the process, it takes that patience, perseverance, and endurance. And all of a sudden, as we endure, we see and we begin to see the will of God uh, come about. But it's not the promise that discourages us, but it's the process many times that bring that fear, that discouragement, uh, that offense. We begin to follow the ways of the world. Instead of follow the ways of God, we get our eyes off of the truth. And so, uh, praise the Lord. Uh, I encourage you to get that. If you ha didn't hear it, if you did, get it again and uh, listen to it. Uh, just in a couple of weeks here, uh, December 24th, Christmas Eve service, 4 and 5.30. I will not try to put that to the tune of Silent Night. As uh, John Bra so bravely tried to do this morning, um, praise the Lord. And so uh, just put that on your calendars, make sure you do that. And then uh, the 26th, the day after Christmas, Sunday morning. And so this really pertains to the Sunday night, folks. There won't be a Sunday night service and there won't be two services in the morning. We're all going to come together right after Christmas. One service, 9.30 a.m. on December 26th, and then we're going to start the beginning of the year, uh, 21 days of prayer and fasting. We're going to encourage you to grab something, uh, uh, fast it in your life. Um, uh, you put it aside. Some of you might need to put this little thing right here aside. Social media, the thing that upsets you so much every single day, discourages you, causes you to be angry, brings offense into your life. You might want to fast that for 21 days and watch what a miracle um, takes place in your life without social media. Uh, you can fast food. You can fast uh, whatever you like, whatever you think might get in the way and begin to pray. We at the church are going to have uh, the first seven days. We'll start on the, the, the evening of the first Saturday. We always have corporate prayer that night. And then Sunday we're going to talk about prayer. Monday morning at 8 o'clock. Uh, Monday night right after prayer school at 8 o'clock. And then we'll pray at 7 o'clock in the evening uh, throughout the week and 8 o'clock in the morning, Monday through Thursday. And we're going to launch off that first week. We encourage you. Uh, uh, we'll still have prayer times in the morning, uh, but 21 days of prayer and fasting. Just remind you of that so you can get your heart set. And then um, praise the Lord. We're going to have our, our missionary uh, Christmas bonus offering 
Next week, uh, we do that every single year for our missionaries that are launched out uh, from this church. We receive uh, an offering for them. You guys are always so generous to our missionaries. They get a Christmas bonus. It helps them so much at this time of year uh, to bless their families. And so uh, we're going to do that. And um, then uh, mark your calendars. Uh, throughout the year, we, we were, we're moving forward. And so this year, we have some really great uh, people coming to minister to us again in February. Uh, Pastor Marshall and Cindy Townsley will be here. Uh, I believe it's March, uh, maybe the beginning of April. Tony Cook is going to be with us. You won't want to miss that. Mark Hankson will be with us. And then in July uh, 15th and 16th, we're going to have our men's conference, our Stantall men's conference. Addison and John Bevere are going to be with us. And then Sunday morning, the 17th uh, and Sunday night, John Bevere and Addison are going to be with us again that Sunday and so we're going to have a great time with them. And then I want to just encourage you. We've been talking about healing on uh, Sunday night. But just some things to, uh, this week or today. Uh, praise the Lord. Give you some testimonies. Uh, Judy over here told me this morning. Uh, I forget a couple weeks ago when we were here. Uh, word of knowledge about shoulders. And she came up and we prayed. And her he shoulder is healed. And uh, praise the Lord. And uh, this morning, just this morning as we were praying, somebody who lost their smell during COVID, people say, you know, you may get it back, you may not. Just as we prayed, her smell returned to her. Glory to God. And in second service, while we were praying, um, I was praying about nerve damage and uh, somebody who had had surgery on their arm. We would prayed for them about the pain. The pain had gone away, but not only the pain, but there was no feeling in the arm. And while we prayed, feeling returned to her arm this morning. Praise the Lord. So if he did it for one, he'll do it for all. I believe we're stepping across the threshold into a healing revival that God is bringing uh, to the church and to the nation. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, if you weren't here this morning uh, and weren't prepared with your local church tithes and offerings, we want to give you an opportunity to give. Uh, if you're giving by cash or debit or credit card, the ushers uh, have an envelope for you. If you're giving by text, the number is up there. And... Uh, Praise the Lord. You all know how to give. If you're watching online, you can go onto our website, push that button, or you can give by text as well. You can send it in by mail. We so appreciate your generosity. We're praying that this will be your best year you've ever had moving into 2022. We also, um, uh, we were blessed again. Someone brought in an offering, and so we are about to. It came in at the end of the week. This week we'll pay another $20,000 down on the principal. <laughs> of the property, so we'll be under 600000 to have that thing paid for. We're calling it paid for and more. So we're looking for a miracle by the end of the year, have that thing paid for, uh, all of our property, everything we own paid for in the name of Jesus. And so we thank you for that as well as the ministries that go out from this place uh, on a weekly basis uh, to bless uh, all the folks. Praise the Lord. Amen. Well, I want to we're going to pray over the offering, but we're just going to continue to pray. So I've got about three more minutes before we turn it off. John gave me a schedule, and he's a very organized guy. And so um, praise the Lord. This Tuesday, uh, Pastor um, Jim Tarr, uh, Cornerstone Christian Center. Is that what? Cornerstone Christian Center? All right. I figured that. Was, I thought that's what it was, but I want to get it right. And Cornerstone Christian School have uh, been under attack uh, for the freedoms they set to open, giving parents choice, and uh, Eagle County has uh, brought civil uh, charges against them, so he goes to court on Tuesday morning. And so we want to pray for favor, for strength, for really the plan of God to be done, uh, and uh, pray for him. So we're going to pray over your offering that you be blessed, and then we're going to pray for Pastor Jim. Cornerstone Christian Center, and Cornerstone Christian School. Amen? Praise the Lord. Father, we thank you for every opportunity that we have to give. 
Father, that covenant that we have with you, we acknowledge that everything that we have belongs to you. We have an opportunity to give our tithes and our offerings, bring them to you. We acknowledge that that very thing, that everything that we have belongs to you. We acknowledge that in tithes and offerings. You declared that you'd open up the windows of heaven, pour out blessing that we have not room enough to receive it. You'd rebuke the devourer for our sake so that what we set our hand to, the labor of our hours of our day, the talents and abilities that you've given us would prosper us. That you'd give us influence through that prosperity. Wherever we are, wherever we work, wherever we play, the gifts in us would be released to have an influence on people. So I thank you, Father, that each and every one received the blessings of the word of God. Father, that it be given back to them good measure, pressing down, shaking together, and running over. Father, we thank you. So we gather together as a body, Father. We pray, uh, Father, and have been praying, but we continue to pray for Pastor Jim. Father, grant unto him boldness to speak the word. Put a conviction in his heart. God, articulate. You said when we were accused that that the Holy Spirit would bring things to our remembrance, that we would have a great reason for the things that we believe. And I know there's a conviction in his heart that he stands upon. So I thank you give him boldness. Open up doors of utterance that he would speak in that time that he's given to speak. He'd speak as of the oracles of God. The truths that come from his heart would pierce the hearts of men and women, that there would be a great grace that rests upon him. That anointing from the Spirit of God to speak words that men's understanding may not understand, they may be set in their own ways, but God, that you begin to speak through him to their hearts. Father, the rights and the privileges that we have and his conviction of family, that parents should be raising their children in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord, not the government, Not even the church, we supplement that, but parents raising their children. Father, there would be a great place of strength and anointing. Father, we lift him up. We lift up Cornerstone Christian School, all the children, all the parents, God. That you'd strengthen them with mighty power in their inner man. Father, the conviction that they have for Christian education for their children, that they would stand strong in you, that they would not... Uh, back down or be intimidated. For you're not giving us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a well-disciplined mind. And so, Father, I know that those threats and the things that come against us are things that would cause us to sometimes shy away and back down. But I thank you that the intimidation of the enemy will not stand, but the truth of your word and the principles of the constitution of our nation would be brought to bear at this time. And, Father, that your strength, your boldness, and your grace would rest upon him, upon Cornerstone Christian Center and the people of that church for the calling. They're called to the kingdom for such a time as this. Who knew what it would look like? But even now, could this be right now, this moment in time? Could it be that we're called to the kingdom for such a time as this? Could it be Pastor Jim is called to the kingdom for such a time as this Tuesday to speak as of the oracles of God? to bring a forward movement to the kingdom of heaven. So we thank you for boldness. Father, gather the church in support. Let us not be caught up in the the rhetoric or the thoughts of the world, but gather together as we are the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. Strengthen that body. Strengthen the parents and the children of that school. Father, we just command blessing upon them and favor. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, this is Youth Takeover Night. You can go ahead and pass those buckets. And so I want to introduce our youth pastor, John Piccinotti. Why don't you come and tell us what's going to go on tonight.
All right. Good evening. Thank you for showing up. We have a great crowd. Uh, I'm really excited. This is actually a fundraising event. We're going to give you an opportunity to sow into the youth ministry at the end of this evening. And I've been in youth ministry since I was uh, 20 years old. And you may go, what was that, last year? No, actually, I'm 28. And we've been wanting to do a takeover service for a long time. Uh, but we're actually doing it. And we put it on our plan. And I am an organized individual. And we had it on the plan. Then I reminded Pastor Mark, I said, hey, we're going to do a takeover service, right? He's like, yeah, have you ever done anything? Have you ever let them, like, speak in the youth service? I said, no, not really. We're just going to go right after, right in the main service. We're going to do this thing. So we're going to do this thing. We have five students that are going to minister the word of God. And 1 Timothy 4.12, Paul was speaking to Timothy in his youth. He said, do not let anyone despise your youth. So I would encourage you tonight, let's not despise these youth who are sharing because they have a gift of God inside of them. They're stepping out in something that a lot of you would never want to do. So I'm going to share later. I don't want to take up any more of the time, but I will introduce our first speaker. When we decided to do this, all of us went to this student because he's so attentive. He loves the word of God. And he's the only gentleman who's going to be sharing tonight. So please give it up for Matthew Kelly as he comes up here. Let's go, Matthew. All right. Um, so... Uh, I just want to start with um, a definition. So fear is an unpleasant emotion caused by the belief that someone or something is dangerous, likely to cause pain or a threat. Um, so I struggle with something that I call being dizzy. It's basically just a dysautonomia that happens, and when sometimes when I fall, try to fall asleep, um, and, and my schedule is really off, I will start to basically hallucinate. Um, so, and I get a little dizzy. So, sometimes I'll see things, sometimes I'll feel things, sometimes I'll s smell things. Um, but most of all, I fear, I, I feel an extreme irrational fear. Um, so, once it was so strong that I went to my window I opened it and I carefully took out the um, screen and I nearly climbed out. Um, thankfully, I'm on the first floor. But, um, <laughs> uh, but I, this whole time, I'm usually conscious of what I'm doing. There's just this fear that is getting in the way of what I'm thinking. Um, so a few months ago, um, this happened, and it was a particularly bad one. Usually, I can just move from my room and go and sleep on the couch, and that little change in scenery is just enough to um, calm, uh, calm me down. Um, but this time, I was getting uh, like tactile responses. I was really feeling stuff more than usual, and I was seeing stuff. Um, so after some pacing and basically bawling, um, I ran to my parents' room and, um, to the best of my ability, tried to explain what was going on. I was pretty frazzled, um, as happens when you're feeling extreme fear. Um, 
but my mom gets out of bed, and she just starts hugging me, and just she's feeling me tremble and shake, and I'm shaking my hand super vigorously trying to get rid of these feelings because more than anything, that's what's freaking me out. Um, and she tells my dad to come over and feel this shaking, and so he comes over and he gives me a hug as well. And within seconds, I stop trembling and I stop feeling fear. Um, so that my parents aren't always gonna be there for me to cling to. Um, so John 4.18 in the message translation says, there is no room in love for fear. Well-formed love banishes fear since fear is crippling, a fearful life, fear of death, fear of judgment, is one not yet fully formed in love. So we know that God loves us perfectly. Um, and in 1 Peter 5.7, in the Passion, Passion Translation, it says, Pour out all your worries and stress upon him and leave them there, for he, is always tenderly, for he always tenderly cares for you. I'm not the only one with fear in my life. My parents' imperfect love could change my fear into calm. Um, so if my parents' imperfect love could do that, then what could God's perfect love do um, for anyone and everyone else? How about that? That'll change your life. Forever. Good word. Give it up for Matthew. He, he was right there to do it. So a little bit of story on this one. I had planned for this other student to come, and I just got a message before the service that at the end of their road, they had a four-car pileup. So I got a text from the student, got a text from the parent, hey, we can't be there. They're being a good Samaritan. They're helping the person. Praise God, we are the church. But that student said, hey, reach out to this student. They already have a message prepared. They're ready to go. <laughs> Whoa, okay. So I reached out to that student and the parent, and they talked about it. And the cool news is, is this is actually Matthew's little sister. So she's ready in season and out of season. Now, Matthew, when I approached him and said, hey, I would like you to speak, he's like, let me think about it. I'm about, I'm like, what percentage are you at? 80%. Like, next week, where are you at? I don't know. Like, by the end of the service, can you be 100? He's like, sure. So that was how Matthew approached it. But Ashlyn right here is like, let me go. Can I speak? Can I speak? So we're going to let her speak. Ashlyn, come on up and share the word with us. Thank you. Um, that is absolutely me. I will jump to the opportunity as soon as possible. But only if I have a message that I think is actually worth telling. Um, and I'm going to talk about my experience through pain and through chaos and um, just finding peace in that. And God is always there and always craving and drawing into your relationship. He wants relationship with you. And he will bless you and give, and give you peace even if the rest of the world can't find it or doesn't want to find it even. Um, 
he will be there just craving that relationship. Um, even though I grew up in a Christian home, I, it was a religion to me. It wasn't a personal relationship. Last year, that completely changed. Even through all the craziness of COVID and um, I've had um, chronic stomach pain since I was in kindergarten. So that's been something, part of my daily life. Um, but then last year, um, I've been having a lot of neck and nerve issues um, that will make me tremor and I will get major migraines. And on top of that, I started homeschooling. And that's, that's, that's something. I mean, she, my mom's a great teacher, but it's losing friendships and all that. And she's my mom. I mean, that's a lot. Um, so uh, even through all of that, just recently, actually, I went outside in the freezing cold, in short sleeves, I know, in a blanket, and just bawled. For no particular reason, I just cried. And I just found peace in that for really no reason. Just so even though crazy things are happening through all of this, he craves a relationship and he wants to give you peace. Even if you don't want to find it, even if the world's trying to block that out, he wants to find that peace and he wants you. He wants that relationship. I found a personal relationship last year. It became not a religion, but a relationship. And it felt amazing to actually know there's someone there looking out for you and feeling like you're not praying into thin air. And you, I pray daily through whatever I'm going through, I pray. And it helps so much. And John 14, 27, see, 27 says, I'm leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And though peace is, the, is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. So that goes with my brother's thing, which he just told me what it was today, which is scary. <laughs> um, but he is giving us a gift of peace that the world cannot give. Hold on to that. <laughs> because you will go through troubled times, but you need that peace. And he is willing to give it. Praise the Lord. He wants to give us that peace. He gave us that peace. Amen. It's ours for the taking. You know what I love about that? They're not just sharing what they've read in the Bible. They're sharing what they're experiencing. She's a sixth grader. She just got in middle school, man. Exciting. Okay, moving on. Praise God. I'm all, I'm all excited. The next student we have coming up has a calm, cool, just the way they go about life. And you wouldn't know what they've gone through. And they've gone through some great challenge. But they've stayed faithful. They've stayed growing. And you wouldn't know what they went through unless they share it. I don't know if they're going to share it. 
They don't have to, but I know they're going to share the word of God. So please welcome Lauren Haskell as she comes on up. Okay, well, to start off, I just want to thank Pastor Mark and Tasha for giving me the opportunity to come up here, and as well as all of my youth leaders. Um, so, my name is Lauren Haskell. I've been a part of the youth for like four years, and throughout the four years, I've learned a lot. But today, I'm going to be talking about um, peace and how we will be able to find it. So, to start off, um, how can the younger generations know peace in these hard times? So, with this said, the generation can feel worried about um, things like us having to solve all the problems of the world. Meaning, like, they might be worried about us having to uh, do things like climate change or, like, them worrying about that, or like with the pandemic and all of the stress that has come on to that, how it really changes people's point of view on everything. Like now, like uh, some things that have changed, like you can't just go into a grocery store and like accidentally cough. Everyone like looks at you and they're like, <laughs> mm, like what's going on here? But <laughs> so those are just like some things that have changed. So, um, in order to find the peace, uh, you need to focus in on the word. So, a scripture that can help me or us have peace is actually John 14, 27. And it's in the Passion Translation. Um, Jesus says, I leave the gift of peace with you, my peace, not the kind of fragile peace given by the world, but my perfect peace. Don't yield to fear or be troubled in your hearts. Instead, be courageous. Um, the fragile peace of the world is fear. Trust that God's peace is greater than the world's. So, um, with fear, uh, I'm going to like go into my testimony now. So, one morning, it was like after COVID and stuff, well, like, it had just begun uh, in June 2020. I, like, woke up, and I couldn't see out of my right eye. So, sorry. After, like, a week of going to doctors and stuff. <laughs> I didn't even know that I was going to cry. I, like, never cry. I went to doctors and stuff, and they, um, they sent me to Children's Hospital. And, um, I, like, went there, and I had to do, like, a bunch of tests and stuff. I wasn't really worried about, like, what it might have been. But, um, my mom and dad were really worried, and that, like... Didn't really, I just felt really bad for them. But so after doing a bunch of tests and spinal taps and like MRIs and stuff, 
they finally gave me a diagnosis. And they said that I have MS. So, what do we do with that? Um, we grab onto the word. So, in the word that we found peace of God, we have hope that God has in his word. So, in John 16, 33, Jesus is talking. He says that in everything I have taught you is so that the peace of which in me will be in you and will be great confidence as the rest of you rest in me. For this is unbelieving world and you will experience trouble and sorrows and you must be courageous for I have conquered the world. Believing and standing on that and recognizing that the joy of the Lord is your strength with this, it will be easy to stay with the joyful and positive. Believing and standing on the word, he gave my family peace. Um, so I encouraged you that you may have troubles or fear in life, but I encourage you to press into the words, and with that, you will have, you will find peace. Help younger people know how to face fear that they feel by helping them stay rooted in the word. Colossians 3.15 says, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts since as members of the body, we were called to peace and be thankful. With this said, Jesus said that challenges would come, but you will have his peace to help you. Thank you. Praise the Lord. That was powerful. Uh, I knew they were going to Children's Hospital, but I didn't know what was going on, and I hadn't heard any news, and you know, I'm, not, I'm not searching for information I don't have. And I was going to meet with the Haskell family, but just didn't get around to it. I remember just being out in the grass one summer day, and Lauren came up to me and just casually said, yeah, you know, I'm dealing with MS. And I remember Marissa and I went to Chili's that night, I'm sitting there eating the chips and salsa, and man, the chips and salsa at Chili's are so good. But I just started weeping, and I'm like, the devil to mess with kids like that. But she's the healed of the Lord, isn't she? Amen. And we're proud of you, and we're standing with you. God's got great plans for you, and we know the end, and the end is good. Amen. All right, so the next person who's going to come up and share, uh, I really felt led in my heart to have this student share because of their character change. They started off as, you know, kind of a smart Alex student, but they've become a very sweet student as they've progressed through the youth group. And I thought, you know what, if their character's changing, I want them to share from their heart. So please welcome Anna Groove as she comes up and shares today. You got this, Anna. Well, first of all, I want to start out by saying, how dare you? <laughs> <laughs> and I just really enjoy the youth. I've been coming since I was in fifth grade before they changed it to sixth. I've been coming to NCC since I was, I think, around two. And 
actually, I have witnessed a lot of change in my friends, my family, and even in myself because um, a few years ago, I just felt sick for a few days and mom decided to take me to the hospital or the doctor's office and it turned out I had some sort of like allergy or something and my lungs I was throwing up water and phlegm and all that stuff it was horrible and my body was shaking and they gave me an inhaler and some tablets to help with all that and actually like last spring I was playing tag with a few friends and Hazel, like my chest started hurting, so Hazel went to get some help. I was laying in the leaves, and Sarah and Cecilia, some of my friends, came up, and they started praying over me because my inhaler wasn't working, and Sarah just said, try it again, and I did, and it actually helped, and I felt better, like, quick. I wasn't shaking, and I haven't needed the inhaler, the tablets, or even the eye drops since then. And we don't come for the convenience of it. Like, we love church, but we come a far way. We come from gypsum. And sometimes the canyon is hard because there are accidents, mudslides, fires. We even have to go through Cottonwood Pass. <laughs> and, yeah, I just really enjoy coming here. It's worth it. And I hate missing it. I hate missing seeing my family and friends. I love everyone here, even though sometimes they could be a little offensive. <laughs> but no, uh, yeah, Stacy, one of our youth leaders, we've actually been praying for her son who has been having some heart problems. And yeah, they say that he can't come back to Colorado, but I'm believing that he can. And believing that anything from vaccines or COVID or any of that stuff that's been going on is taken out of people's body. Yes. And that the church that Agape's paid for and more, and that we just have a blessed time here, that we see our family grow. All right, a little backstory on Anna here. So I've given the story a couple times of how we had a lock-in about seven or eight years ago. And uh, we left a halogen lamp. Well, not we. Let me own my message. I left a halogen lamp under the stairs right there. And Elizabeth Dow, wave Elizabeth, was in the church. She said, you know, I smelled something smoking, and I opened up, and it was on fire. And for a couple weeks, it smelled like a cigar box here in the church. And we had big fans, and... There for about a month after that, Anna would go around and say, hey, hey, he's the hottest guy in the church. He almost burned the church down. <laughs> but now, Anna, you'd never see Anna do that. She's completely transformed and changed. So, Anna, <laughs> thank you for sharing. We love having you part of the youth group. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So next up. We have an on-fire student. No student who I asked to share this evening was as passionate about sharing as this student. So please welcome Hannah Vashis. 
Thank you, John. All right. So <laughs> I have been very, very excited about this. <laughs> so for the past year, I've been struggling with what is my purpose in life. As a kid in general, when you're in elementary school, oh, I can't wait for middle school. And then I can't wait for high school. I'm at the point to where I can't wait to get out of high school. <laughs> and it's hard also to know that I have a greater purpose and to know that is a ways away. So tonight, that is my teaching, Faith in God's Timing. So during this past year when I've been struggling with that, it led to a lot of Moments of feeling lonely, like I don't have any job I'm supposed to be doing, that I'm stuck. So this summer, I was battling with that. I was battling with attacks of loneliness just in my own house, in groups of people. And we had the summer encounter, where we had a teacher come from one of the other churches, Christy Gonzalez. And she did her own individual teaching, and she taught on passion and purpose. And while she was teaching, I was crying. Because she talked about how when she was in college, all she wanted to do was follow God. She was just waiting at the gate, ready to be let go. Want to follow God, want to follow God. And she asked us a very important question. Are we spending time with God to find out what he wants us to do? And I burst into tears. Didn't let her see it. She was in the middle of teaching, but I was just crying. And after that service, I went up to her and I told her and she prayed over me. One of her quotes was, you can't fulfill your calling without knowing your purpose. And you do that by spending time with God. So from there, I continued to read my Bible as often as I could. I made time to sit down and just listen to praise and worship music. Well, a couple weeks later, Jordan Todd asked me if I'd want to help launch the new youth group in Steamboat with a couple other kids. I said yes. <laughs> and from there, I felt super excited. It's like, oh my gosh, it's my time. I get to go. Here we go. So we did that, and it felt great. Until I stopped reading my Bible and focusing on God more. And I could come up with tons of excuses on why I did that, none of which would be good enough. So I had another meltdown. It was a Saturday night and I was sitting in the kitchen with my dad and I just started crying. It's like, I'm stuck, I'm done with high school, I don't wanna be here, I don't know what I'm doing. And he shared with me how Abraham was promised a son. And it was years and years and years. And then, hold up. In Genesis, Genesis 21.5, now Abraham was 100 years old when his son Isaac was born. Then I was reminded of another story. The time Jesus was 12 years old and disappeared and was found in the temple preaching. And his parents were like, hey, no, you can't just take off like that. Jesus is like, why not? This is like what I'm going to do. I'm going to preach. 
then, Luke 2.52 says, after he was, his parents convinced him, hey, your time will come. It says, and Jesus increased in wisdom and stature in favor with God and men. He was in his 30s when he started preaching again. So there's a little disappointment knowing that I'm 16. And it's going to be a while. But at the same time, I need to focus on the now. I need to focus on how can I make a difference now. So that same night, well, actually it was the next morning. Again, really rough night, crying, upset. Sunday morning, I'm getting dressed, and I get a text from John. Would you like to do the tithes and offerings at youth tonight? Yes. So Sunday night, do, heading down, worship had just gotten over, and the minute I stepped out of the church, I was hit with a migraine. My migraines get to where I cannot see half of what I'm looking at. And I turned to my friend Madeline, I'm like, I can't read my scripture. I can't see what I'm doing. She's like, dude, this is the devil. I was like, yeah, uh-huh, no kidding. <laughs> so we just prayed as we were walking down there. I made, I had her look at it. I was like, hey, does this say what this is? She's like, yes. Yeah, so I get up there and I preached. And as we were walking, I was telling her, I was like, I'm not, she's like, you still gonna do it? I was like, I'm not giving the devil the satisfaction of me backing out five minutes before I'm gonna do this. And I'm going to follow his timing because this, these are all little tests. And the devil's trying to get in the way of me getting my practice in before I get to do something big. And I'm not going to let him get in the way of that. But I'm going to follow God's timing and not push it either. So for any other kids, even adults, that are struggling in, at a certain point in their life where they just feel stuck, Continue to read your Bible. Continue to follow your word, what his word says. And in time, where is it? Matthew 6, 33, which is a scripture Christy Gonzalez gave me, says, But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all things shall be added to you. Thank you. Praise the Lord. I really appreciate what Matthew and Hannah have shared. They both shared of how their parents helped them in the process, how he got a hug from the mom and how Brian shared. And listen, as youth ministers, as a youth team, we're not here to step in the place of the family and the parents. You know what we're here to do? We're here to support the foundation that you're laying, and we're here to help you. So we're so glad that we have godly parents here at New Creation Church. Why don't you give a round of applause for yourself and for the parents here at NCC? We're thankful for them. Hey, the Good Samaritans made it to church. Would you mind if I gave a bonus and we let... That one speak that was going to, they're willing and ready to go. That's a little sad, the response. I was looking for some desire from the church of God here. All right, please welcome Layla Kreitzer as she comes and shares the word of God. You got this, girl. Good evening, New Creation Church. 
Tonight I'm going to be talking about our current series, Circles. Circles equals two things, places and faces. You can go anywhere in the world and see faces that want and need what you have. John P. says what you have, everybody wants, and what you want, everybody needs. We have the Holy Spirit living in us, and we want to daily grow closer to Jesus. We want to grow to show the love of God everywhere we go. When we do this, we can change places and faces. There are people in this world who are feeling all alone. Sometimes they just need to know they are being seen. How do we do this? Let's turn to Luke 19, 1 through 10, NIV. This is the story of Zacchaeus, the tax collector. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was, but because he was so short, he was not able to see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree to see him, since Jesus was coming that way. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I am to stay in your home today. So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. All the people saw this and began to mutter, He is going to be a guest of a sinner. But Zacchaeus looked, stood up and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, here I am. Here and now I give half my possessions to the poor. And if I've cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay them back four times the amount. Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come upon this home because this man too is a son of Abraham. For the son of Abraham came to seek and save the lost. How did Jesus seek and save Zacchaeus? First, we have to see them. Maybe you physically see them every day, just like Jesus saw Zacchaeus in the tree. But do you actually see them? Do you remember they carry a purpose here on this earth? Second, Call them by name. Jesus called out to Zacchaeus by name, and it said Zacchaeus received him joyfully. So he must have felt honored. Jesus knew him by name. And last, be with them. Jesus went and spent time with Zacchaeus, even though he was known as a sinner. What happened after Jesus loved on him? Zacchaeus's heart was changed. What does this mean for us? We should continually ask ourselves, am I seeking and saving the lost like Jesus? We can be like Jesus. We can be a reflection of him. We can be giving God glory in all we do. What I would like to do now is ask everyone to think of someone in their circle we, we can pray for right now, tonight. I have a friend that I haven't seen in a while, so I'm thinking of her. How is she? Where is she? And how can I love on her? Think of these things and let's pray for your person. And let's pray. Dear God, we want to pray right now for the special people in our circles. We ask that they'll feel your love right where they are. We ask you put people in their paths to encounter your love in a real way. Help us show them they are seen by you and that you know them by name. We ask for you to soften their hearts and that you may... Receive the joyful, receive you joyfully. In Jesus' mighty name we pray, amen. Layla, I gotta say I feel honored because
You, you may be seated. But <laughs> you just re-preached my message. I don't know how you hacked onto my computer. I don't think you took that many notes. I don't know how you got all that information. But if you're wondering what they're learning at youth, that's what they're learning. Uh, I just spoke recently with a youth pastor, and he said, John, youth students are overtaught and underchallenged. And I believe sometimes we give students an out. But I believe they can. They can minister to their generation better than I can. And my job isn't necessarily to reach every one of their friends. My job is to reach them so they reach their friends. So that's exactly what we all have. As adults, we call them sphere of influence, but I'm calling it our circles. And they include places and faces, and we're called to change them. And that's what New Creation Church is doing. Amen? All right. Give it up for all the students. I'm super proud of them. That was wonderful. But... I have to admit, it's not just about me. It's not just about them. I can't do any of that without my team. So would my team please come up here and stand right up here? That would be awesome. I want to tell you about my team. I'll just go right down the line right here. Oh, all right. We switched the lineup. I'll still go right down the line. Okay. More bars, more places. Remember that, <laughs> that video? So this is my beautiful and wonderful wife, Marissa. Yeah, give her an applause. And I want to tell you about their strengths because they all have great strengths. Her strength is organizing and just having structure to things, being a problem solver. Uh, I am an organized person, but I sometimes can present some problems and I can get some nerves. I can get panicked. I should listen to uh, some of my students' messages, but my wife is there and she calms me down and says, there is a solution and I am part of it. I'm not your problem and that's the truth. And she helps lead the middle school girls in the rifle and silt area. We have a small group time and she helps lead that. Here's Brittany. Brittany is Pastor Jonathan's wife. And her strength is undoubtedly relationship. She connects with the students like none other. She also helps with the coffee cart. Who enjoys the coffee cart? Yes, and you may or may not know that supports the youth group. So thank you. When you purchase a coffee, when you purchase a donut, you're supporting the youth group. So thank you for supporting the youth group. And last but not least, the tall man, Justin. Yes, he's a character. I, I asked all of our leaders their strengths, and these are strengths they recognize and I agree with. And he said this. He's, he's away with words. He says, my strength is utility and connectivity. And I said, praise God. That's, that's good. Like, he knew what he was going to say. And it's true. I can have him do anything, and he does it, but he connects with students in such a way where he brings them up a level. He doesn't lower himself down. He speaks to them as adults, and he speaks to them as if they have maturity already in them, and he speaks to who they are. And I believe he brings them to where God wants them to be, not where they currently are. So these are my leaders. Brittany helps with the high school girls as well. And Justin leads all the middle school boys. Middle school boys, give it up for Justin. There it is. There it is. And all everybody else, apparently. And Stacy isn't here. You've heard about her. Anna shared. Um, Ashlyn, we love Stacy. Stacy just has a passion for youth. She comes from the boomer generation, and when boomer generation gets around youth students, they're like, I don't know if I can do this. No, you absolutely can do this, and you should do this. And she's not here, but she's watching online. Hi, Stacy. We're glad you're watching, and thanks for ministering to the students. She helps out with the middle school girls from the Glenwood to Newcastle area. 
So thank you so much, team. Have a seat and give it up for them. We bring honor to them. I'm really endeavoring to instill honor into the students. So the students know this. I will say, how do we start off? And what do I make you do, Maddie? What do I make you do when I, before I start a message? Stand up and honor all of our leaders because the Bible says that honor is something that can really bless our lives. And that's something this generation's lacking. And we do honor them because I couldn't do it without. And Jordan Todd, he helped me so much get this youth group established and going on Sunday night. And we launched him out to Steamboat and he helped there. So couldn't do it without you too. So again, give it up for our leaders because we could not do it without them. And we love them. So I'm here to give you a good report of what we did this year, but also tell you about what we're going to do next year before we take up a special offering for the youth. Uh, I want to tell you what we did first off, and here's the first picture. You can put it up. We moved youth to Sunday night, and that's why we're here doing this right now, because we want to be more connected with the church as a whole. As you can tell from these amazing students who shared the word of God, they are not going to be Christians. They're not Christians of the next generation. They are not the church of the next generation. They are the church now. So they're not just part of the youth group. No, they're part of the church. So not, why not have them here in the church? That's why we have it on Sunday night. A greater connection to all of you because we're connected to you. We do not stand alone. And it gives us the opportunity to come in and worship and be in the presence of God and call out how amazing and wonderful God is. It gives us the opportunity to be here for special services when we have special guest speakers. And we're excited about that. So we did that. And give it up for being on Sunday night. We're excited for that. There's Justin. Connecting and being a utility man to all those students. And we did, divided our goals up into two areas. Discipleship goals, because that's our main goal, to see students saved, established, trained, and sent. See students who aren't saved, saved. See them established in the word of God. Train them up to share, to know that they have circles, and then send them into those circles. So we divided up our goals and initiatives between discipleship, and outreach. And I want to tell you what we did for discipleship. The first one we did was get a grip. Maybe some of you have been in the church for a long time remember Get a Grip on the Basics, the book by Beth Jones that preceded the essentials class and we went through that. Well, I took that and I rebranded it, used it, and taught that to our students. And we created handouts where the students would fill out what they were learning. I think that's part of the reason why you had such good notes, right, Layla, because of the handout. Yep, see, it helps them get them in their heart. So we did that so they had that establishment in the faith. But the real win for 2021, which I want to focus on, were our winter encounters. We were just ending. We just started doing youth on Sunday night in August of 2020. And we were planning our winter camp because we want special times where students can encounter the presence of God, hear from speakers, and... We were planning on what to do. And normally we go to a place in Breckenridge and it's big, it's kind of expensive, it's cool. But just with what was happening with COVID, we couldn't do that. So we had something right here. And we were planning. And normally we have about 35 students go to that. So we said, man, I don't know with COVID if people want to come out. And we were praying. We said, let's shoot for 35. Well, I'm here to tell you, we ended up having 70 students come here for a winter encounter. And we had a goal of five students getting filled with the Holy Spirit. That first encounter, we had 13 students filled with the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking tongues for the first time. Praise God. That's huge stuff. 
But we didn't stop there. We went that. We thought, wow, we really undershot our goal. Let's shoot the goal to 100 for the summer encounter. We'll invite some more people. We'll tell them of the great things that we did. And this is the picture that you see here with all these students from our summer encounter. We had six different churches represented at this summer encounter. We had New Creation Craig, New Creation Church Meeker. We had Faith Heights. We had Alpha Omega. We had the venue church from Steamboat, and we had our own church. And we had over 120 registrations for this conference. And we have five, no, nine more students get filled with the Spirit for the first time. So over those two encounter weekends, we had 22 students who had never been filled and experienced the presence and the power of God by being filled with the Holy Spirit in that way for the first time and a lot of you helped make that happen. I want to say thank you. And we're not done with this year yet, but we've seen eight students saved this year. I said we've seen eight students saved this year. And I'm really excited about the eighth because it didn't happen on a Sunday night. It happened from uh, Michael Martin. He was talking to me and my crew during the Circle Series. And he said, after that summer encounter, I shared just that. I said, what you have, everyone needs, and what you have, everyone wants. Now go share with somebody. And he shared with a friend who was an atheist, prayed for them to be healed, led with them, worked over process, and their friend got saved. And they live in Rifle, and they couldn't make it here, but he made sure to connect them to a church down there. Praise God. So that's what I'm really excited about. It's one thing when they get saved in here. It's another thing when they're doing it out there. So that's what we did for discipleship, but we did a lot for outreach. What, do we, what is outreach? Well, they aren't just fun events. They're events where it's easy for students to invite their friends to be a part of this youth group. It's an atmosphere that those students who don't normally come on a Sunday night, don't get in an atmosphere like this, can come and have fun, but get caught up in the spirit and the presence of God. So we did a lot of fun things. We did sledding up South Canyon. We did that with Jordan. I bruised my tailbone and hurt myself really bad. The older I get, the more wisdom I need to apply when going sledding. We had a spring fling and video game night. Uh, spring fling is something we've done for a really long time. A lot of you know about that. But what was cool this year is when we did our video game portion, uh, a student, a high school student, led that whole portion of the night. So, again, we're equipping students to grow in their maturity to take parts of that ministry. We had a disciple night, which was a group of bicycling students who went all the way from Seattle to Denver on a bike. Over 40 students and their team came through here in the summer, and we threw a big party for them. We barbecued. We had the water slide. The only problem was there was lightning, and the canyon was closed. But we still had the event in the rain and the wind. We had patience. We had perseverance, and we had endurance, and we blessed them. And one of our funnest events is we had a color night. We have a couple pictures here. Look at this. Just hold on this picture. This is pre-color before we threw chalk bombs at each other and had a huge color award. Now show the next picture. This is what they looked like afterwards, covered in colored chalk. So we did that. We had a lot of fun with these outreach events. And again, this isn't, well, why am I just bringing my kid to an outreach fun night? Well, maybe you can invite another student who doesn't know about church and their parents would be more okay with them getting in there and they can come to the Sunday night service. I'm telling you, we all have circles and your parents, as you recognize your circles, 
it helps the whole church. So thank you so much. But what about 2022? What are we going to do in 2022? Well, I'm going to tell you about the discipleship goals that we have for 2022. We are launching NCC Youth. You said, well, John, isn't that what this is right now? Well, in the same vein as what I've said, we've been the well youth group. But I believe we are a vital part of New Creation Church. We're not disconnected, we're connected. So we're bringing the name in as NCC Youth. In January 16th, I was doing a different curriculum, but we're going, I'm going to adapt Pastor Mark's Sunday morning messages and preach them directly to the youth in an adapted way where they can exercise it in their circles. So Sunday night, January 16th, Pastor Mark is going to be a guest. Every student who comes is going to get a new shirt. With the logo on, and we're going to have food. It's going to be an amazing time, so make sure to be there. We're going to have another winter encounter in February. And we're looking to have the youth minister of Mark Hankins Church, where he's out of, Aaron Hankins. His name's Matt Sharon. He's going to come be the guest. So if you're a middle school or a high school student or a parent or somebody who knows, get ready for that. We're going to have a youth essentials class. We're going to adapt the essentials class because... We're not going to assume maturity of the youth. We're going to meet them where they're at. They're going to get rooted and grounded in the word, and they're going to get trained in that. So we're going to have an essentials class. We're going to have a high school focus night. We used to have a high school youth ministry, and we used to have a middle school youth ministry. And we encourage the high school students to really love the fact that they're sixth graders running around and making noise and being loud. But they have a hard time with that. So Brittany, in all of her relationship strengths, said, let's have a special night for high school students where we really pour into high school students. We're going to do that in 2022. And last but not least, we're having a summer encounter. And we're believing for 135 students to come this time. And I'd like you to join with me in believing for that. How about outreach? Well, we're going to start running the bus route sometimes of the year. Um, that's not an opportunity for you parents to not come to church. That's an opportunity for students who don't have parents who can't get them to come. We're reaching out. We looked at what we have as assets and what can we use. And we have a couple buses out there. We're going to help run the bus route to pick up kids who would love to be here but can't seem to make it here. We're going to help them. We're going to take a trip to Bananas in Grand Junction. Over spring break, we are going to do a community outreach where we don't just have fun, but we go and help and we help serve in this community. We're going to go to Waterworld in Denver. Again, these are opportunities, you students, for you to invite your friends. That's why we're having this. Minister to those in your circle. We're going to have another color night. It's going to be really fun. We're going to go to Uplift Vale. There's a concert that happens in Vale on a Sunday night. And it's a Christian concert. We're going to load a bus and we're going to take students to that Christian concert and hopefully get some unsaved kids in that bus. And we have salvation goals for that event. Because guess what? We have a captivated audience in that bus. And we're going to minister to them as we drive and as we go to that concert. And last but not least, what we're planning for 2022 is we're going to have a parent leader student appreciation night. And that's just an opportunity where you can come, where you can meet with my amazing leaders. You can learn. You can get their names. You can get their numbers. I encourage you to do that tonight and hear their heart for your kids. You connect with them. You get contact with them because we're here to support the family and we're here to support the church. I just mentioned a lot. That's 12 different events. So hear me out. I fully believe there are people sitting in this room who are not only able to give a financial gift, but also are having a stern in their heart going, I'd love to help out in youth ministry. And I'm here to tell you it's a great place to help out. 
Our team is amazing. I'm so thankful for them. I drew attention. But what God has for this youth ministry, every member in their place. And some of you, I believe, have a desire stirring inside of you to help in this area. So I just would encourage you, come talk to me. Come talk to one of the leaders. Come talk to the youth. Hear about it. We're going to do great things in 2022. Can I get an amen? amen. So we're going to prepare to take an offering. If you want a, uh, a slip for that, you can raise your hand. Uh, we appreciate you giving towards the youth. The best is yet to come. Can I get an amen? amen. So we thank you for everyone who is going to give. I'm going to pray, and then I'm going to welcome Justin, because we're going to send you off with a bang tonight. Something special and something fun. And one final announcement. Next week, we're having a Christmas party for the youth group at the 6 p.m. service. Bring an ugly sweater. We're going to have food. We're going to have games. And we're going to have a prize for the best ugly sweater, $100 gift card to Target. So get ugly next Sunday night. Not spiritually, just in your dress. All right, let's pray. Father God, thank you so much for the youth that shared tonight, for Pastor Mark and Ta Pastor Tosh for allowing us to share the podium and share from our heart. Father God, I thank you for New Creation Church. I thank you for what you're doing here. And I thank you for what you're doing in the youth group. I call everyone who sows into the ministry blessed, Father God, and I thank you that there's those who are sowing financially and there are those that are going to sow by being a part of the team. And I thank you, Father God, every need met because you're more than enough. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. You can pass those buckets. Thank you for your time, and we're not quite done. Justin, come on up. Give it up for Justin. All right, let me have four youth students come meet me. I've got a designated task for you, which is always fun to hear from a leader. Hey, all right, here we go. I'm believing for four youth students to come up. Ah, and there they show up. Um, I will have you guys pass these out. Let me go ahead and put you guys in the quadrants. Oh, she's got one. You want to go ahead and grab that side? No youth students. This is, this is just the adults. Grab this side. I'm going to send you over here. I want you to grab, yeah, grab that half of that side. You grab that half of that side. And then last but certainly not least, grab the corner over there. So um, who was blessed by anything that was said tonight? I'm sorry. Who was blessed by something that was said tonight? Okay. That feels more right. That feels more correct. We've got kids that are talking about joy, that are talking about peace, talking about perseverance. We all know that it builds character even though that's a tough way to build character sometimes. But we are hearing from the mouth of babes. We are hearing from kids that God's word is vital to their life and God's word works. All right, I got an amen. Ooh, I'm, I'm feeling it now. So um, we'll go into the game now. So we've got a game here. So I, I work with youth. So we usually have a lot of energy. We got to get a game out, uh, get everybody going here. So we got one called Snowballs, or if you remember when I was a kid, we call it we call it Trash Your Neighbor. And so, Tanya knows what I'm talking about. I'm going to encourage everybody that just grabbed a piece of paper to crumple it. 
with one hand. Okay, you guys are doing great so far. I will say, I will say that there will be some projectiles. They're just paper, but there are some projectiles flying. So if you do, I'll get to the point. Come on. These are some unruly Christians we have here. Um, got everybody? Okay, gotcha. Anybody, anybody not have a piece of paper? Besides someone who voluntarily gave up theirs? Um, so what we'll do is uh, we will have some paper kind of flying back and forth. So if you want to be out, uh, please give me some sort of a, hey, I'm done, maybe a coat up or something like that. It shouldn't be anything we should be too worried about, but give us like a conscientious objector kind of a, you know, sign or something like that. So, so the point of the game is snowballs, trash your neighbor. Everybody, show me what you got. Everybody got snowball, 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 snowball. Okay, perfect. So, we are not divided in this church. No, we're not. But for this game, for just one minute, we will be on two different teams. You will be aptly named Team Right, because you're on my right. And you will be aptly named Team... Oh. Stand-up comedian over here. So, left side, left side. Oh, I walked right into that one. So, for one minute, for one minute... The dividing line is this podium. So, John Sr., just to help you, the dividing line will be here. So, okay, I don't want to split you in, in half here. And it will be left side versus right side. This is literally the dividing line right here. Afterwards, we will have youth count, and whoever has the most, most snowballs on their side, most paper on their side, will be the losers. The one who has the least amount of paper on their side will be the... All right, captive audience, I appreciate that. So we will do this for one minute. So take a moment, breathe, stretch out, do what you need to do. Nobody wants to pull a muscle in the house of the Lord. And there will be a prize. There will be a prize, so get ready. Jordan Todd, are you ready? I'm ready. He's ready, all right. John Sr., are you ready? They're going down. They're going down, all right. Dividing line is right here. We will count afterwards, and we will give prizes afterwards. So, No points for hitting anybody. Let's encourage people not to hit anybody else. And we will start. Any questions before we start the game? Any questions? I will count down, and we will go one minute. We'll go one full American minute. All right, here we go. Snowball in three, two, one. Snowball! <laughs> almost halfway done, almost halfway done. 30 seconds, 30 seconds. Fifteen more seconds, fifteen more seconds. That's a big one, that's worth two. Anybody who sat in the front row gets double, gets double for theirs. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one.
I think there was an early start and a late finish on that, so I think they may cancel each other out. I will say, based on sight, I'm seeing this right now, I'm saying that I think team right has won. But let's go ahead, let's, let's gather. If I give the youth students, let's grab the paper. Let's grab the paper really quick. Let's bring him up. We'll do a final count. Give us one more minute. Give us one more minute. I want to make sure that this isn't a recall. Put it right here. Put it right here. What do you, what do you hope is the prize, madam? Food. Food? Okay. We might have you there. We might have you there. All right, this is on the right side. What do we got here for team left? All right. 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 12, 4, 2, 8, 6, 8, 8, 2, 8, 8, 8, 8, 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 12. Oh. Make sure they haven't cheated. They seem to like doing that. No, no one casts. I saw you. No one casts a dispersion on Zane's character, so I'm not going to let that happen. No, no, no. All right. This is we got right and we got left. All right. Are you ready? The winner is Team Right. Thank you. Hey. Guys, thanks tonight, and I will, I'll pass the mic here to Pastor Mark, who will uh, close us here tonight. Thanks, everybody, for your attention. Thanks for giving. Oh, sorry. The prize is candy, because there's nothing better than candy. So we will do honor. honor uh, uh, we'll, do, we'll do it in honor. So, like, please grab it if you won. Please don't grab it if you didn't win. But we'll meet you at the door with candy. So, so thanks, everybody, for coming. Uh, what you do, uh, what you give, um, the passion, the prayer, everything that you do for us, it makes a big difference. So hopefully that was bringing you guys into our world just a little bit. All right. So, Mr. Pastor Mark, come on up. Thank you, Justin. Praise the Lord. How many of you uh, like that tonight? Amen. Praise the Lord. And uh, we want to, you know, I just want to, one, you know, you've all heard me have that analogy uh, from Aladdin that we have all this cosmic power in this itty-bitty living space. Well, there's a big 30-year-old woman living in that itty-bitty body, <laughs> Ashlyn. My goodness. There she is right there. I mean, I think there's a full-grown 30-year-old woman. Uh, but uh, praise the Lord. And uh, Huh? She owns it. There you go. But, uh, you know, as much as anything, uh, you hear them speak from their heart and uh, how Jesus is the Lord of their life. And uh, they're going through uh, real-world situations, physical challenges, uh, challenges at school, uh, fears that can come just through life. They're experiencing the same thing. And so sometimes we're not thinking about that. But their faith in Jesus Christ being developed and strengthened is powerful and important. And so, uh, you know, when we, we brought the youth out tonight in the forefront so you, the congregation, can see and understand um, what they're dealing with, how they're moving through life, just how you are. And it takes faith in God and that they uh, develop and have that 
uh, for themselves, not just their parents' faith, but faith in God for themselves so they can navigate every single situation. So continue to lift them up in prayer uh, for their situations, praying for the youth, standing with them. Y'all did an amazing job. Praise the Lord. And uh, praise the Lord. I, I mean, all of you did a great job. So I just remember, you know, Hannah was about this big, and she could just start to listen. I would say, Hannah, Hannah, Bobana, every time I would see her. And now she's just got uh, a call to preach the word and is, is walking in that and um, standing with Lauren, who is just strong in her faith, and we're going to see miracles take place. And so we're just so grateful for all of you. Matthew, what a great word to start off with uh, about fear and taking on those challenges. I love that. Boy, you can take that home. If mom and dad with an imperfect love can calm the fear, how much more the perfect love of God and uh, just from their heart. So uh, we love you. We celebrate you. We, we appreciate you bringing the word to us tonight. It was awesome. Amen. Why don't you all stand up? Anything else that I need to say? John, anything else? Praise the Lord. We do appreciate our youth leaders, John and all his team. Praise the Lord and what they're doing. So say this we go, what God did in Christ Jesus. Wait. Pause. Well, we're taking up the offering next week. Yes. The missionary Christmas bonus offering is next week. So if you gave today, praise the Lord, we'll make sure it gets to them. But just pray about it. It's next week. All right? So. Fark seeds. Any damage done to me? By Adam's fall. You can be dismissed. Make it a great week.